Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Yesterday, I was so hungry. Like, <laughs> I didn't, I don't know, I didn't eat most of the morning or something. I just like forgot. And uh-huh. I was like super hungry, right? And it, did you ever get into this like mode where you're just like crazy yes. hungry? Yes. Right? yes. And then like the only thing on your mind is like, I must go eat all the things, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, I must eat all your peppermint patties within oh, a yeah. 10 mile radius. <laughs> exactly. It was like, <laughs> I was just trying to find all the candy I could find. <laughs> So I was thinking, I was just thinking, I got myself into this mode where I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about anything but eating. Yes. Right? Everything, yes. All, like everything went away. Like yes. all my responsibilities, all the things <laughs> I was supposed to do, even like personal safety while trying to cross the street to my office. I just like ran across in the middle of traffic. Um, and I was like thinking, okay, like, what's going on here? Like, why does my brain turn off when I get super hungry? And I thought, like, is my stomach actually in charge of my brain? (laughs) Right? So I went down this whole path. Just follow along for just a minute. Okay. Okay. I will do my best. Okay. Maybe primitive organisms, which I am one of. Wait, how long is this path going to (laughs) be? It's going to be short. Okay. Like the whole goal was to just like somehow like eat. Yeah. Right. And reproduce. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like, but unless you're eating, you can't do the second thing. So like the primary (laughs) function is to just like eat. Right. So they're just like a tube. Right, like food in one end, you know, well, out the you other might end. Be min- minimizing this right. just a little bit. Well, if that was the case, then how am I any different? Right, <laughs> like my whole world is just uh, like about trying to eat. You know, just like food in, food out. Mm. Like, right? Maybe I'm just maybe maybe all we are is driven by eating. Maybe not. No, you think it's deeper than that? <laughs> I think maybe a little deeper. Well, it got me thinking about like like what's actually in control of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like this idea that my stomach was in control of me because I thought yeah. it's like a funny way to view the world. Right. But the idea that like are our brains in control of us? Yeah. Like is our heart, is our gut, is our being like what is it? Like yeah. this idea of um, even this idea of like I, right? It mm. kind of gets into a mm. whole deep mm. philosoph- philosophical thing. Maybe I was too hungry and I was just thinking like a crazy person. I'm not sure. Well, that part is probably true also. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is a good conversation actually because in 90% of my coaching conversations that I have every single week, mm-hmm. We have the discussion about how much your brain thinks it's the one in charge. Ah. Always. And do you have an answer? Well, <laughs> not a definitive answer. I have an opinion. How about okay. that? That seems a little so that scientific. Seems, yeah. Research is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I do think, though, that it's really interesting as we go about our lives 
and we're in our partnerships and we have our families and we have our goals and we have what makes us feel good and what doesn't make us feel mm-hmm. good. Oh boy, our brain sure thinks it's in control of everything. Mm. You know, like, well, in the self-awareness journey, if when we talk about getting triggered by something, right? Mm-hmm. You're just wandering around your day hungry with a bunch of peppermint patty wrappers <laughs> piled up next to your <laughs> laptop. That's not real life at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're going about your day and then something upsets you and you get a really strong feeling and your body doesn't feel good either. Well, all of a sudden your brain goes, okay, wait, everybody stop. I got this. Mm-hmm. I got it. I'll take control. I'm in charge here. Mm. The reason we're doing this doesn't really matter. Here's what we're going to do to fix it because it's my job to keep us on our program. Mm-hmm. So I think that the brain tries to take over way, way, way too much. And it feels like we let it. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Like we, like we yeah. do that all the time. Like um, we somehow decide that that we would submit to like our logical thinking right there's yeah. this idea that that we can like think our way out of things yeah yeah or that like following your gut or your instinct or your feelings isn't a primary way of going about things or yep. at least not the more intelligent way of going about things and that you should yeah. like defer to <laughs> your like sort of thinking brain mm-hmm but in my observation, when you get too much into your thinking brain, it starts making up crazy stories about everything that <laughs> yeah. aren't even true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that the other consideration in this discussion early on is the situations that you find yourself needing to get out of uh-huh. were actually placed there by the very same thing that you're suggesting can get you out of it. Your brain got you there. It's like the irony of life or something. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation, though. You know, like we're being kind of kitschy and funny about it, but it is amazing how much we are convinced that our brain is the best informer of everything. And Mm -hmm. I straight up don't believe that. I think the brain is a, and I'm, I'm very fond of saying more recently than not, the brain is a wonderful tool and a terrible master. Mm. I, I I really, I, I like that phrase so much because we have so many more systems within us Mm -hmm. that inform us all the time. And, And the brain is only one of them. And we're just so used to being able to trust that because you can quantify and analyze and make it look like it's you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the brain, like our brain likes to think of itself Mm -hmm. in a really high regard. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'll tell you, I've never seen more people on, I don't want to say that aren't balanced because that sounds like a judgment, but I'm going to say... Um, the smartest, most analytical people that I've worked with can become the most unhappy and off center Mm. because they have honed that brain skill to such a fine point. Mm -hmm. Um, In other words, they've spent so much time developing the brain part of who they really are and ignore their inner being that mm. that soul part or the heart and center part mm-hmm. and 
truthfully, that's what really actually guides us is yeah. that, that inside peace. That's what's actually guiding us. So, um, not to, not to, uh, elaborate too much on my like hungry story, <laughs> yeah. but I, I heard someone, uh, a few months ago refer to our gut brain. Yeah. You ever heard that phrase? And like this idea, she was trying to explain this idea, like, like there's like so much happening, like literally in your yes. gut, like in yes. your digestive mm -hmm. tract mm -hmm. and it, and there's so many, um, a huge part of your whole nervous system is there yes, and way more is happening there. And even decision-making and, and how you're functioning kind of is happening from this other part of your body. That's not yes. like in your skull. Yes. hundred percent. Right? Mm -hmm. That's very Eastern medicine actually. So, Oh, I'm going to tell you a f story. Okay. <laughs> I've never, ever, I don't think I've told people this story, like maybe only once or twice ever. Uh -huh. So I'm really <laughs> And now everyone can hear it. We're all so, looking forward to it. Well, it's just you and me talking. No one listens anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. Um, so I am really interested in Eastern medicine and Eastern philosophy. Mm -hmm. And um, and so there was, um, I am a well, I got certified, quote, air quotes, in transcendental meditation. Mm. This is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. At, and there's a center in Minneapolis in which they do this. And then they host all sorts of really cool events and people that come in and travel mm -hmm. that are all focused more on that Eastern medicine. And there was a particular Indian woman, and I loved her so much. She was traveling. She's come a couple of times into Minneapolis. And she has, um, she's from a long history of doctors. Her dad was a doctor. Her grandfather was a doctor. Hmm. Um, and then she went into medicine also and then came to the United States. And they have this interesting thing that they do where, you know how you like put your fingers on your wrist to count your pulse? Mm -hmm. Okay. She, <laughs> this is going to sound for those who do not really catch on to the Eastern stuff yet, yet, um, <laughs> She would place her fingers on the pulse point on your wrist, and then she would push down in a series of patterns and hmm. keep her fingers there, and she would literally diagnose everything in your system that was going off. Interesting. Okay, so, <laughs> and just for the listeners, JJ's just looked down like, mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, we were having so much fun here, Melissa. Okay, but here's what happened. This is why I tell the story. Um, she said, your blood pressure is slightly high, and it looks like you're having some issues with your digestive system. Hmm. And it, um, and then she also said something about my thyroid. I couldn't remember. I can't remember exactly what it was because this was a couple of years ago. All right. Fast forward about one month's time. I had my annual physical mm -hmm. with my actual doctor in Minneapolis. And she almost verbatim said the exact same things. Wow. So... There are many body systems of ours that we are even completely unaware of. And that brain gut is, or that gut brain, mm -hmm. they call that the second brain. Mm -hmm. And it informs us, of, informs us of all sorts of things, exactly as you said. So like even in our language, like, right, people say like, oh, I had a gut feeling. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but what people are just saying is like the thought arose from somewhere else in my yeah. body, not my logical You're, brain center, right? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I think we're at our very best when we recognize all, when we recognize our, I'm going to call that 
gut feeling, I'm going to call it mm-hmm. our intuition. I also okay. call yep. it our inner being. That's what I call it because mm. our inner being is our guiding po- our guiding system, right? And then the brain is what informs us of all of the things to keep us safe mm-hmm. and keep us in our, quote, habits. The brain only looks from our past to make decisions about its present reality, mm. right? It is, an, it is a mechanism. It is a, it is a tool. Whereas your inner being or that inner guidance is actually informing you of what it is you really want, what it is that you really want to be. So this idea that we're talking about is like, I'm just trying to get my brain around it a little bit like this. It's like an idea that, oh, I don't want to be too simplistic about it again, but it's like there, there's two like you're saying, like there's two systems or there's two things that aren't really talking very well with each other or working, you know, they kind of work together, but Mm -hmm. not in the most harmonious way all the time. Well, and I would even just say, instead of that, which would imply like there's a struggle, I would almost suggest that it is being unaware. Hmm. It's not having the awareness of what that process is even doing or when you're even in it. Because we recognize the feeling of our brain taking over. We Mm -hmm. recognize that feeling. And from the time we were little, use your head. You know, like we hear all these kinds of phrases to validate that we should be focusing on that part. (laughs) So we're unaware. Like my like very common parenting phrase is what were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Teenage voice. I have teenage voice. It's pretty much that all the time. (laughs) Phrases such as have you lost your mind? (laughs) Right? There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them. But seldom do we say have you lost your inner being? Yeah, right. <laughs> what is your gut telling you? We Maybe don't... I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch my tactic. Start using those phrases instead. But it well, isn't. It is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did we do? Like, uh, we took kids. Like, if you think about like really little kids, infants, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. probably, they're not really operating with a developed logical brain. They're just Mm-mm. running on instinct, right? Yeah. And then as we mature, we start, it's almost like you said, we almost start programming into everybody this mm-hmm. idea that they need to be driven by logic more mm-hmm. than gut. Yes. Yep. And, and even a lot of like ed- the way we go about education and things like that mm-hmm. is all about using that brain power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so by the time we're adults, we've nearly forgotten that there's more to it than just pure brain power. Right. Or when our inner being or our gut and our inside our chest, when we start to feel anxious or worried about something, this feeling comes over us that makes us feel vulnerable or makes us feel unsure of the path. That is simply our inner being having a guidance conversation with us, right? Like our, we need to be different. We've outgrown this. We've, we're no longer being served by how we did this. And it's Mm -hmm. time for us to move to something different. And as soon as we reach that peace, it's like our whole system 
often we'll just go, oh no, 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 we're not going to go, uh-uh, we're not doing that. What should, what, let's just think about this. And then the brain cuts off all opportunity for that, mm-hmm. sp- that expansion by trying to put us back into the lanes that we have convinced ourselves through mechanical thinking that will keep us safe. Yeah. Or, but it, but the, I, irony there is sometimes a lot of times that's not safe no that's like oh, precisely worse, right yeah 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 i mean in the i remember it was there was a book out uh what was it called in the eight it was it was like group think something mm. like that it was like if we all think the same way we will all have good conclusions well even today that ex- we all know that that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. anymore however even today unaware it happens all the time you know, it's like, oh, you're supposed to go over here. This line says you're supposed to stand here. Why? Well, I don't know. It just says that. That's what the that's what the sign says. You have to just do it. Mm. Like you have to follow the rules. You have to follow along. Um, and no, and and your inner being could say that's not right. That isn't yeah. right. It doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. Well, there's like stories about that all the time where. Like people get gut feelings mm-hmm. and then don't follow them and yeah. it's like a bad result. Yeah. Or how about those that have gut feelings do follow them and they stay off the plane that crashed yeah. or they go a different direction on the road and they stayed out of it having an accident. Yeah. It was crazy things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like our brains are like change resistant, right? Yeah. They like to stay in the habits. It, mm-hmm. Like there's like, some <laughs> qualities of it that, that aren't great. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so let me ask you this, like, how do we, how do we get more in touch with, like with our, with our gut feelings mm-hmm. and, and get it to a point where we're less driven by our brains. Like, how do we, I mean, obviously the self-awareness journey is kind of all about this, right? Right. But, and we go through all of those tactics, but like, let's just run through some of them. Like, how do you start to redeveloping the skill to be more in, in touch with? Yeah your inner being. I think this is such a good conversation and such a good question. For me too, it's like, first of all, we don't have to be in crisis or have something be broken before we do that. It can be a really gentle exploration, like an interesting, like an interesting hobby. Like you could enter into it (laughs) really easily. Well, just no, the whole, I mean, the whole exploration of your, (laughs) your approach is much better. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's like, for example, one of the things that we can do is spend less time doing when we feel stressed. Mm. Okay. So anytime there's an anxiety or a stress, the first thing that we want to do is make it go away. Get it Mm -hmm. out, get it out, get it out. How do we usually do that? By going and doing something else, Mm -hmm. right? We replace replace frenetic energy with a different kind of frenetic energy and we make ourselves feel like it's okay because our brain convinces us, well, this activity feels kind of normal. It must be okay. Yep. This level of activity, this level of disassociation from feeling, this feels pretty good. So like one of the tactics I honestly think is to spend more time being. Yeah. Like do nothing. 
do nothing. Yeah. There's, do nothing. I, we should do a whole podcast on, <laughs> on do doing nothing. nothing. Like put that on the list. Okay. I think Actually, it's super that's important. Really good. It's, it's super important for a couple of different reasons. The the one we just talked about now. Yeah. But uh, also for creativity, being bored is a key mm-hmm. part of creativity f- for me. My coach calls that being in the void. And I love that when there's nothing happening for a long period of time and our brain wants to, well, there should be something. Why isn't there anything? How come I can't? Um, Oftentimes at the end of that period of nothingness comes huge expansiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I like using this phrase that we're entertaining ourselves to death. Yeah. Yeah. What drives me crazy is watching people like stand in line at the grocery store for the checkout and like glued to their phones. I'm like, really? You can't sit here for like literally 40 seconds and do nothing. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But you know what though? The root of that is because we have made ourselves wrong for simply being human beings. I mean, we're called human beings, not human doings. (laughs) that's a great phrase that's a great quote (laughs) no we're not human doings we're human beings and i think we have made ourselves wrong about that and what i mean by that is whenever we are quiet or where there isn't something that is happening that's productive Mm -hmm. then we instantly say oh i must be doing something wrong and the brain goes right into how dare you right yeah this this is probably why the like the smartphones and all that stuff just took such quick grasp Mm. of everybody's attention right Right. because the brain loves it right the brain feels like it's doing something all the time and like Mm -hmm. if the brain's value yes to us is it's like a bit it's thinking Mm -hmm. it just wants to do more of that like right yeah it's like trying to prove it's worth or something yeah no that's that's so true (laughs) But, and so then we get into these things where it's like, we're super addicted to like, just making our brain spin all the time. Yeah. Well, I have, I'm going to drop what I think is kind of a big idea. And that is your inner being knows where you want to go and where you're going. And when we feel stress or anxiety on the outside and our brain takes over, it is usually because the vision or idea that is what you see as being what's really right for you mm-hmm. is not being manifested outside of you. There's a disconnect mm-hmm. between what your inner being knows is best for you versus what your brain thinks is best for you or what mm-hmm. you're experiencing on the outside. And I think that's truly at the root of it is the disconnection between knowing what you really want versus what's happening around you doesn't match that. So then the brain simply goes to the overwork and analysis, it pulls all the file folders from every past experience and it quickly tries to judge what's happening and put it in something that feels quote more normal. Mm -hmm. In other words, only experienced already, not normal, but only experienced already. Yeah. Back to another habit, like an old habit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so hard though. Like what you just explained is so hard. It is, but it's not at all. Like it's okay. It's not complicated, but it is hard. Yeah. Right. What you're, I mean, what you described is simple, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. But to do it is hard because it's so hard to get our brains to stop it. Well, how about this? That is what you just said makes it seem impossible and makes it seem hard. 
But what if we shifted that one little bit? What if we said, instead of it's hard, what if we asked the brain to engage with our, us in a little bit of a different way? So we still give it a job, like a toddler. Mm -hmm. What if we said, brain, every time you catch the brain like forcing you into a thinking pattern and you can tell you're starting to get wound up, you can tell you're running laps in your brain or whatever. What if you simply said, ah, brain, I recognize that you're doing all of this work right now. Thank you for trying to serve me. Right now, I'd like to let this idea percolate a little bit. And if you want to do something, help me be more creative in how I can percolate this idea more. So mm. like, what if we tried to enter into a different relationship with our heads mm -hmm. than we've ever had before. We can still keep it active. We don't need to judge what it's done. It's trying to keep us safe, so it's really nice. That's, you know, it's all good. But what if we just shifted a little bit to a little different way of being and thinking? Mm -hmm. Give it a different job. <laughs> oh, I think you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> good. Yes, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, I, like uh, I really like that perspective that's not like a no, like, you know no. I've never actually sat down with anybody and talked about this idea that you could give your brain a different job we've never talked about this before ever. I know it's super interesting that's weird <laughs> that's a great way to look at it it's like a really great way to look at it because, because there's no resistance that, and it puts that space between this is we always talk about like getting getting some spaces between things yes right yes <clears throat> allowing for space mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. that's like time or, or whatever mm -hmm. but the idea that you are putting some space yeah around like or some uh yeah no it is constraints space. but something around what your brain's job is because yes it's really interesting because the brain wants to judge and there's mm. no space in judgment if we ask the brain to switch it up and still work but do so observationally instead of judgmentally it yeah. creates a little space yeah, yeah and understanding that that judging piece of your brain has in a lot of ways served people really well yes, right? because precisely. There, were po there were points I mean I, I always like to break it down to really instinctual things when we <laughs> yeah. used to live in the woods but yeah judging a situation where the lion might eat me mm -hmm. was really important mm -hmm. right yeah so the judging has helped us progress and even today judging can help us yeah. But when it's on overload mm -hmm. and it's and it's unconstrained and it's constant, it mm -hmm. does not serve us. Yeah. And I don't think using the word judging works in anything as it has to do with our inner being and our mm -hmm. own true growth and development. I think, um, yes, judging analytical things, situations outside of us. Mm -hmm. I, I'm okay with that, but I, I just am getting to the stage of my life where I, I almost rail against the word judgment. Mm. And I think probably because that's been such a war with me too. You know, I think that's like, that's our human condition is we're constantly in judgment or trying to not judge. 
And mm-hmm. so I, that's why I like this idea of let's not try to be something that we're not. Maybe if we can just shift five degrees, you know, I'm always a fan of that. Like, what if we just shifted the brain's expectation five degrees and said, you really like to work for us and that's really cool. But how about now we just let our inner being sort of guide where mm-hmm. we're heading. And can you help by just observing some things and maybe you can come up with more creative ways that the inner being can be successful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, a more approachable way of thinking about it or yeah. being, not thinking, yeah. being. <laughs> being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still have to have my original thesis stand a little bit where like maybe I was not phrasing it right, but maybe we can just say like my gut brain was making, was controlling me yesterday. (laughs) So maybe we are not just simply stomachs trying to (laughs) Like an earthworm. I feel like that's kind of just like an earthworm. I think that's what I was trying to describe. (laughs) It was a super fun conversation. I, I, I hope we can all think about uh, the role of our logical thinking brain and Mm -hmm. maybe put a little bit of different context on what its job is and how it helps us and Mm -hmm. um, loosen the reins a little bit on what we want to have as expectations all the time and allow for that space to change things and to have us evolve you know be able to evolve more Mm -hmm. awesome We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.